You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 164 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. How we all doing? Woohoo! Not too bad. Still still holding on for that title. Anytime now, JJ. <laughs> I don't think it's happening, man. It's... I, I think I've reserved myself to thinking it's coming at Celebration, that's it. No, I, I think it's just going to be Star Wars Episode Nine, just as a big middle finger to everybody. What if they just, just left it at Star Wars? Yeah, that'd be cool. That's how they started the first one. Yeah, at this point, you know what? It's like, here it is. It's just it's just Star Wars. The Star be, Wars. Yeah, the Star Wars. That's what I was going to say. Imagine that, though. Like, the break from convention like that with something way out of whack. Like, you you do something, something like that, you better make... Like, you can't. You can't do anything else after this with, with this saga. Look, you can't tell me with a straight face. Uh, something silly. I don't know. <laughs> something, something stupid. <laughs> yeah, something, something. I make poor choices. We're on. I, I can just I see JJ Abrams. You know, it's like, hey guys, you know, I'm just gonna level with you. Um, uh, it was just too much stress. Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna get her name right here, but the ET. Uh, she works for ET. Yeah, yeah. She's well, all over well, Twitter. Well, Ash Crossing. Hey, hey, hey! D- slow whoa, down. Whoa. Slow down. Okay, whoa. All right, whoa. It's Sunday night. Let's take things easy, huh? All right, all right. Yeah, I want to hear about your weekends. Okay, check this out. I had to rebuild the... Well, that's Echo great. Base so again. I had a show <laughs> No, I'm joking. Go, go ahead. Yeah, Echo Base. Not the... Uh, didn't... Well, she she held up really well, actually, to be honest. But I just really uh, fortified her more. The big snow fort outside. That's getting... Decim- it got decimated again today a bit there, but... Uh... I was super sore after, man. I also built this, uh, me and my kid built a snowman. We called them Dart Snow Buttons. It's pretty awesome. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, it was. Him too, he took uh, quite a beating today. But it's Impervious to all forms of light side force usage, except rain and heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I lost, so if I you get in the battle with Darth Snow Buttons, just wait a couple months. You'll be fine. <laughs> you won't have to do anything. <laughs> he rolls He's a seasonal TV. villain. <laughs> nice, nice. I read the uh, a whole bunch of Age of Republic books as well. Or like four of them. They were actually really fun, man. You really reminded me of the... this weekend. Well, a couple comics, yeah. Oh, That's comics. Fun. Okay, comics. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they've been. I've I've only got a couple, but and, and they were both surprisingly good. Uh, we talked about those, I think, last week. Yeah, last week spoke about the Anakin one, the Jango Fett one. And from what I've heard online, pretty much all of them have been really solid. I'm surprised by that. I thought they'd be a little fluffier, a little more filler-like. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that people are really digging them. Yeah, I'm digging it, man. It was it got a cool, like I said, like Clone Wars vibe. And yeah, I don't know, they're character-driven. They were neat little stories, especially the the special. I had like three comics in one kind of. Like very short stories, but it's fun. How about you, Carlos? How's your weekend been? My weekend was, was my weekend was uh, was quite good. 
my Friday finish, uh, my, my work day on Friday finished early. So I was able to come home and, and, uh, and chillax. And, um, I apologize for using that term, uh, <laughs> as and, you should. <laughs> and then, uh, Be yeah, gone just, with uh, him. <laughs> gone with him. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so I prepared, uh, for, I had a, had a big show actually, uh, Saturday night. And, um, so I had to prepare a set list and, and practice and, and do all that stuff. And, uh, practice. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Practice? Well, the, I, I, practice? practice. We talking practice, <laughs> uh, playoffs. No, uh, <laughs> so no, cause I played a couple of, uh, uh, new songs, uh, that I haven't played live yet. And, uh, it was, uh, I'll be honest, man. Last night was um, was a juggernaut of a show. I played an hour and a half uh, without a break, and uh, yeah, I really, hey, really have, enjoyed myself. Have you ever myself. played a gig where you had to pee? No, no. I'm able to hold. I'm able to hold everything in for for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. As you can tell, this is my day after. Uh, Day after voice. Yeah, it's yeah, very... yeah. It sounds like you've had. Well, I guess this is the day after voice of, of belting into a mic, but it also could be the uh, I had way too many draft beers and cigarette voice. You know what's funny? I haven't had uh, a Guinness in um, close to a year. Okay, and uh, last time I had a beer was at my birthday, and uh, last night uh, as I was getting ready, I I was going through my drawer and I fa- I found an old Guinness T-shirt. That I used to wear, uh, like eight to ten years ago when I was actually slim, and I'm like, ah, it doesn't fit, and I'm like, ah, let, let me try it on. So I tried it on, and I looked jacked in the t-shirt, and I was like, oh, nice. So I actually wore it under my shirt j- just to make myself feel better. And then as I was playing, I was sweating, <laughs> so I took off my shirt and I had my Guinness t-shirt on under, and uh, I'm I'm watching everybody just standing around like bobbing their heads and 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 sucking on their draft beers and i'm like you know what pull me a guinness so i had a guinness uh half a guinness on stage and then i finished it at one, when i finished my set and then i had a second and i was toasted dude <laughs> <laughs> i haven't I hadn't had beer in such a long time I, I then i came home and uh wasn't alone and um i had a couple <laughs> i just slipped uh, <laughs> that in there wasn't alone i had a <laughs> I had a cup. I finished off my bottle of Hendrix, um, made myself a couple of dirty martinis, and uh, holy jeebus, this morning, what a headache. So, yeah, this is not only this is not just the, the after singing voice, this is the uh, I may have abused a little bit. <laughs> oh, <show. laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But it was good. It was, uh, you know what? I I hadn't I hadn't felt busted like that in a while, and uh, you know, every once in a while, it's okay. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a rock and roll lifestyle, man. Just yeah, embrace it, yo. Dude, I'm living Corey. Uh, I'm doing Corey right now. That's that's. <laughs> that's I'm embracing the Corey. That's not how he rolls. That's just what he does. And then today, I I, uh, I actually got myself out of the house, and I uh, I went to uh, IKEA and picked up a couple Ugh. of things. I could have gone. Gone without weekend and, uh, ruined. No, it was fun actually. It oh was, no, it, was it wasn't. Quite nice. No, no, it really nope. was. Nope, it's not possible. You cannot. It cannot be fun at IKEA. <laughs> Don't tell me that you went to IKEA and had a good time. It's not possible. Well, we, we live in different spectrums, my friend. I I enjoy that store. No. Oh. And uh, and then I went to Winners at uh, Fairview, and uh, I got myself a brand new pair of joggers that I've been longing for. 
that actually fit and uh, a pair of swimming trunks uh, so I can uh, do laps without losing them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, all, all in all, no, because my all my other swimming shorts were like uh, two people could fit inside. So uh, I had to, uh, you know, get something that fit that I can actually dive off a diving board and not lose. So uh, yeah, all in all, pretty good day. Yeah, pretty until you mentioned Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> eh, grow up. Uh, my weekend was all right. Uh, he- heavy on Star Wars viewing. Watched Attack of the Clones twice, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, not the latest episode of Resistance, but uh, The Core Problem, which was last week's show. Mm. Man, it was... It was good, man. Like I, you know, it's been a long time since I watched Attack of the Clones. Everyone knows it's my least favorite of the movies, but I'm like, I, you know, I need to give it another whirl. And so I, I asked my my son. I said, "Hey, Carter, what what Star Wars movie do you want to watch today?" And he goes, "Attack of the Clones." I was like, "Hey, it's it's there. You go. It's the stars are aligning. Let's do it." So we watched it, and I had not enjoyed it that much. I don't know the last time I I, I enjoyed watching it. Like I always dude, I'm. T- cringing like the cringe is still there but this time i was able to like giggle at it and just be like ah whatever move on to the next goofy scene and then we we, yeah. we finished up with it and then on sunday i said carl you, you want to watch another star wars movie he goes ah, let's watch talk attack of the clones again uh, really yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that excitement is it's hard to it's hard to say no you know yeah i was like okay let's do it and we, we watched it and he goes ah, let's watch the next one because he, he was asking, like, is this the one where, where he becomes Darth Vader? I was like, no, he, that happens in the next movie. And so, he, okay, let, let's watch that one after. Okay, it's, you know, that's going to be six hours on the couch, but done. We'll do it. So we did. <laughs> and it was it was great, man. I had, a, I had a blast watching those two prequels with him. If there was awesome. a day to stay home and, and watch movies, today was the day. I think. Absolutely. Was, uh, you know, yeah, the, the yeah. one thing I picked out, which either I had forgotten about or ne- never even noticed before, is the first meeting between Anakin and Padme up at her apartment and you see like Anakin's bumbling through his words. And, oh, you're more beautiful. I mean, uh, for a Senator, you look in the background and captain Typho is giggling his ass off. <laughs> for real? Yeah. He's look, looking at Anakin. He's smiling like, wow, this kid's a doofus. What is he doing? Putting the moves on a Senator? What a turd. It's, it's hard. It's hard to, uh, to notice those things when your eyes are half closed. Cause you're cringing. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah that, that was that was this time I went into it going I'm not I'm not gonna cringe I'm not gonna complain I'm gonna enjoy this I'm gonna follow my son's cues and I did and I swear I've never had as much fun watching that movie it's maybe since opening night back in yeah. 2002 I have to say man last time I watched it too I was like you know what like it is granted still the worst one but at the same time I don't know there was something about it the last time where it didn't uh, affect you me as much as it did back in the day and i had fun watching it too man yeah i mean look the the, the cringy parts are still there they still make me go oh my god but for whatever reason i i don't know what it is i don't know if i was just in the, in a good mood if it was just because my son was just all jazzed up about it and all the things that i kind of go oh man he kind of giggles over or or got super excited for it was just it was just fun which is really what this whole damn thing's about uh, but uh, collecting update, Corey. I know you must have something. Uh, well, I want to ask you guys something. Kyle, I know your kid goes to a lot of birthday parties. <laughs> I, I gifted this kid my brother. I've Boy, got to spread howdy, the Star Wars wealth. 
like I'm spreading the Star Wars wealth here. So I bought this kid the Anakin Starfighter. Is that like, I don't know, the best gift a kid kid, kid could receive? Yeah. No, like what's I don't know, like what's the going rate for like kids' gifts these days? I think twenty twenty five is it's a good range. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, yeah twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, I, I generally hang around 25, and if it's a kid I like, yeah, you might get up to 35, maybe even 40 if it's, like, if my daughter's best friend. They see each other every single weekend. They're they're super tight. I, I will, I might even double it for her because she's she's almost like a, our third child. We see her all the damn time. So it depends on the kid, but just like, oh, Timmy's birthday party. Who's Timmy? Kid in my class. Uh, he gets 25, 30 bucks. Okay, that's, that's yes. Yeah. All right. Luke's hut is actually on... Uh... It's on discount at the Lego store at Fairview. Luke or Yoda's? Luke's, the one on Octo Island with Ray oh, and the Oh, yeah, yeah. And that fake yeah. diamond rock thing. Yeah, exactly. That whole thing that made us think that something was happening when it really wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah well, uh, hang on. I, I, I got something else. Oh, I, I, got, oh, I, I scored a shirt today at Walmart, man. It was like, I just went looking for something else. It's like, oh, I'll go take a look around, you know. This t-shirt, it was, it's uh, Solo, Vader, and... Chewbacca it says, it says the good the bad and the Wookiee and it was like seven ninety nine, and it was like super rad colors too it's like really like vibrant so I was like I'm nice. doing it doing it I, nice. I forgot to mention this as, as I'm watching Attack of the Clones there's that scene where it's, it's Mace Windu and Obi-Wan and Yoda and Yoda's floating in his little hover chair mm. and Car- my, my son Carter he goes what Yoda has a flying chair and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it helps him keep up with the with the others because they, you know, they take bigger steps. They walk faster than him. Where'd he get it? I go, uh, Walmart. <laughs> and he goes, What do you think? Like the answer should be, they don't have WalMarts in Star Wars. Instead, he goes, No, Walmart doesn't sell hover chairs. Nice. <laughs> and I'm in tears. I'm la- like. Only a kid could come up with that. Like every other, anybody over the age of like, I don't know, 10 would have said, no, there's no Walmart in space, dummy. He just goes, no, they don't sell that. <laughs> He's been to Walmart enough to know. Oh, man. Well, it, it might be the one thing they don't sell. Sorry, I, I had to slip that in. That's oh, all good. Carlos, anything for you? Uh, no, you know what? I wanted to. I went to the, to the Lego store. As I said, the... Uh... I talked about how uh, Luke's hut is uh, is on uh, discount um, at the individual individual store, not online uh, specifically. So they're trying to liquidate um, a lot of the a lot of the big sets, and uh, AT Hauler is already on rebate at the Lego store. They they want to get it off the shelves. Um, so it's instead of what was it one nineteen or one oh nine? It's at ninety nine. I think it's still overpriced. Yep. I'm, still, uh, I have, I'm waiting for the uh, the UCS AT hauler because I want that shower. They got to do it with a shower. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna wait a while, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, but the uh, the first order ATM six, the Gorilla Walker. Uh, I posted it in the in our Twitter group, uh, and um, uh, it's like, what was it, thirty dollars off? So instead of one sixty nine, it was one thirty nine. Which was pretty good at the Lego store. Um, so that that one's interesting. Uh, Moloch Speeder is down to forty from fifty, and it's a four hundred and fifty four piece set. So it's like, yeah, you're 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 cracking the ten cent per piece barrier. Like, that's, yeah, it's a good buy. Is is that really a necessary buy though? It is. That's, that's if you have Hans, if you have Hans Speeder, 
then it's only a natural to get Moloch Speeder. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I think no, that, I, I've, I would never buy that on its own. I'd only buy that if I had Han Speeder because otherwise it's just a brick. Yeah, it's yeah. I think Han Speeder's like stance on its own. Oh, it does. That's why you know I I, I bought Han Speeder because it's a cool little thing on its own. But if you want to have like a, a little miniature playset, or if you or you know set up diorama, whatever you want to call it, or even if your kids want to play with it, here you go. You got Han Speeder and you've got Moloch Speeder, and you got now you got something to go with. Yeah, and uh, then you have three Corellian Hounds, and uh, I, yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I think it's uh, I, I I have it. We haven't built it yet, but. Um... Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's cool, and like I said, for for the amount of pieces, it, look uh, another another thing that's on rebate is a uh, uh, Snoke's throne room. Okay, it's it's four hundred and something pieces, it's almost the uh, the exact same size uh, as Moloch Speeder. The uh, the uh, MRSP or man- manufacturer uh, suggested retail price uh, was ninety dollars for uh, Snoke's throne room. Okay, ouch, and and now it's at seventy, and it's still overpriced. Yep. And yeah. Mollet Speeder is like for, for me, the value makes it indispensable. You have to get it. Well, also, and that's, uh, that's how good it is. You and I also line up on the fact that I think I think we're more vehicle guys than playset guys. For sure, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. There's almost no playset that I would buy. There's nothing you can. I don't think there's any playset you could throw at me that I'd be like, "Damn, I need that." What about the little miniature playsets like the Yoda's Hut and uh... those in, are cool. I'm not into those. I, I'm you old. know what's cool about them? They're thirty five bucks. So it's it's not like uh, I mean Snoke's throne room was ninety. Uh, Yoda's hut thirty five. Uh, uh, Luke's hut right now is at uh, what is it twenty nine or twenty uh, twenty five? I'm I'm not sure exactly. It's not, uh, I'm not sure if I took the picture of that one, but like no, those are those are good and they're yeah, fun like the, sets to build. Too. The carbon like, freezing one. Carbon freezing chamber was I, I actually did a, a YouTube video. Uh, for the channel uh, JR's Toy TV, and uh, that one was awesome. That one was really, really. That's a good set. It just what sucks is that, um, yeah, you, you can't really put it on a base plate. You know, I try, I try to make it like bigger, and it's just it doesn't, it doesn't relate to that. You know, you're not able to uh, to make a uh, a bigger playset out of it. But it's still um, the mechanism is cool. It works well. Uh, you get some good minifigs in that set. So if that's still available somewhere, you got to pick that up. There you go. Carlos's Lego tips. Yeah, so that's it. But um, as far as collecting, I didn't get anything today. I, uh, I'm just going around, you know, uh, sniffing out uh, sniffing out the deals. And uh, we're going to strike soon. I already got the calendar for, uh, for March, and there's no double points date. And I'm oh. getting angry. Oh. I wanted I wanted to get that uh, the X wing uh, Luke uh, Luke's X wing and uh, uh, on double points just so I can have m- more points for the uh, the UCS uh, set that's dropping on uh, May the fourth and uh, yeah so I think the only double points they might be April first uh, or on May the fourth itself which sucks so I'm probably gonna have to buy something on May the fourth. To get the double points and then redeem the points on a second purchase. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Hey, what you got to do what you got to do, man. Exactly. (laughs) I made a small but significant addition to my collection this weekend. I got me a Rio Durant three and three quarter figure, baby. Got him. All four arms? Got him. (laughs) Yes, all four arms included. Nice. Single packaging? Absolutely. (laughs) Cool. 
Now, I'm still on the hunt for the Black Series version. I, I've yet to see that on a peg. Dude, there was like 20 of them. Yeah, I know. I think, I think you like... even called me once to say, uh, it's here. But, you know, I, I have a thing against paying 30 bucks for such tiny little guys. Understandable. Yeah. And, and considering some of the prices I got on, on Black Series figures just last Christmas, you know, seven, eight bucks in some cases. I'm content waiting on Black Series stuff because you know that stuff could, could get discounted by 70, 80 percent. I am perfectly happy to wait. But anyway, my my quest to build the world's largest Rio Durant collection, it, it doubled this weekend from one piece <laughs> to two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy about that. But otherwise, uh, I pre-ordered my Hyper Real Vader figure. I believe Tim at the Nerd Room did did it as well. Uh, yep. So yeah, take that, haters. There's a lot, a lot of people not liking this collection, but I think it looks pretty rad. I like Tim's stance on that. Like you, you pre-ordered it, but they don't charge your card until they they ship, right? Yep. So like, uh, yeah, I like that. And if you change your mind by then, then you know you're there's no skin off your back. Exactly. Like, it's still going to cost me once I factor in shipping. Uh, yeah, shipping is going to be relatively free, but the import fee plus exchange, it's still going to run me about 90 bucks. Oof. That still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> that still really hurts. And, and people are saying that, you know, wait till December. This thing is going to be down to 30, 40 bucks. I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But if, yeah. even if it's down to like 50 or 60 Canadian, you know, that's that's a much better price than... If it happens, you know, so that's the for sure. But do I pay the premium now and get it or wait? So, but I got, but like do I you said, want I, it? I wait. Though. Oh, I that's do want thing. it for sure. That's it. So it's like, well, you know, you can wait and, you know, or you can get it right away. And then when it does go on special, you can always buy it again. And then you'll have a seal. You can open one and keep one sealed and, uh, or, uh, you can eBay it, you know, try to make a profit. Ooh, There's things no, that I'm not going to do that. Not Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know you wanna. No, Come no, on. not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that to another collector. Um Yeah, otherwise I you know I went to cmdstore.com. I loaded up a cart full of black series figures that I wanted. So I had like the best spin Leia. Uh no Hoth Leia, sorry. I, I look I put like five or six different black series figures in there. I, and I was like, no, come on. I, I looked at my tab, it was like 150 bucks. What am I doing? And I, I'm, I'm too much of an all or nothing, so I just I just closed the tab in my browser, walked away, walked what away. What site is this? CMDstore.com. CMD. Don't you swoop in on my online online honey hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I'm just here. laughs> uh, and also not a collectible, but I, I nearly pulled the trigger on some tickets to see a New Hope in concert in town here. Ah, nice. Yeah. What? What's that? There's there's. There's three different concerts going on. One is at at, at Place des Arts. C- tickets though are range from sixty to like hundred and fifty bucks. So they and they have like they play the movie on on a giant screen. The orchestra plays along, and you go home. That's and but you know sixty to hundred and fifty bucks. That's a hefty price because I'll, I want to take my wife. I want to bring the kids. It's, you know, it's 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 a big night. Oh yeah. Uh, but there's another place out further east in Montreal, which is well beyond my East of Sources Boulevard uh, rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much, much more affordable. They have a, a different 
different thing going on. No, no big screen with a new hope, just the concert itself. $10 for kids, 30 bucks for adults. I might do that still. Yeah. When's that? When is that? I still see. I didn't close the browser on that one because this one's not off the menu just yet for me. It is. Oh, this is fitting. May fourth. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sweet. But it's all the way in Saint Leonard. Oh, at the Leonardo da Vinci Center. This is at. Yep, I think so. Oh, dude, no, that, that's 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 a good hall, man. I played there. That's uh, yeah. Oh, that that that'll be cool. Yeah. No, that's uh. That, that one's looking pretty attractive to me. And then, then there's an Empire Strikes Back concert by another symphony. That's happening at some other point. I'm, I want to do that too. It's, it's, it's awesome to see Star Wars music played live. Yeah, let's do this. Well, let, let's take, go, take, take it back a step to the one that's playing at Place des Arts. It's expensive. Who's the, like, the symphony, you know? Is it like last time we saw the Philadelphia Philharmonic? No, it's, it's a Montreal-based symphony orchestra. Hmm. Is it the MSO? No, it's not the MSO. Hmm. They're professionals. It's this. This is. It's. It's. A, you know. You don't get into Plastes are being an amateur. Let's uh, share the um, share the info for the LDV one in the group, so I could check out the. Uh... Yeah, I'll plug that you in know later. You know, yeah, you don't have to. I could just Google it. What? An, I'm so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at this weekend. Nice. I was uh, yeah. Spent a lot of time online. It was it was it was a very Star Wars heavy weekend. Yeah, but also breaking news, guys. This is exciting. Mm. Every everybody's getting a show at at uh, Lucasfilm here on on the streaming service. But I just, this is just coming across my timeline. My my source is telling me a Boss Nass series is underway. Nice. Six seasons, <laughs> twenty two episode seasons slated. <laughs> I I'm excited, guys. Oh man! Oh, dude. That's how they're going to begin and end each episode. <laughs> I'm stoked. Yeah. yeah. From tadpole to. You know what? Like, top dog. Do you see that show with like uh, a, the, the facts of life type of uh, theme song? <laughs> 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 how stupid. Uh, uh, anyway. Uh, jokes he aside. Kind of looks like the, he looks like the guy from dinosaurs. I was going to say he looks like <laughs> Mel Carter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what did Nell Carter ever do to you? Oh, uh, everything. Ooh. Everything that's wrong. Ooh, do tell. No, thanks. <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Resistance, guys. Corey, how far are you on Resistance? Where are you at? I'm fully up to date except for tonight's episodes. It's dropping right about six minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the, one of the downfalls of this recording slot we've got, but uh, hey, it's been I, you know, the last episode, the the a core problem was really really good, man. It maybe not what the show is quite about, but I I liked that they really tacked something on meaningful to the galaxy and and like the universe, the story that we're watching unfold in the sequel trilogy. I really enjoyed that episode. Well, Poe is in it too. That never hurts. Yeah, he's actually uh, Oscar Isaac's actually done quite a bit of work this season, much more than I wasn't anticipating. Um, yeah, it was definitely it's starting to pick up a bit. It's still a bit slow, but now we're starting to see things like you said, and the tie-ins as well are starting to get there. Like you can clearly see that you know Poe has the the blue and gray ship from the Force Awakens, and he's taking BB-8 back. 
because he has a secret mission that he needs to fulfill. Yeah, we're, so we're now we're right at that with timeline. The, with the TFA timeline. Like he's he's yeah. off to Jakku now. So we we have, we have hit TFA. Yeah. So things are going to start happening probably a little more fast and furious within the show. Like uh, they're really starting to emphasize the. It was really cool, you know, to to kind of learn that in order for them to you know, create Star Killer. It wasn't just a simple matter of, okay, let's do this. It's like, it was like a trial and error, almost like the pyramids, you know, they're just destroying planets and systems left, right, and center in the unknown regions, trying to perfect the, the ability to do this. To core out a planet, right? Yeah. Before cracking it like an egg, an egg, you know? Yeah. That was, that was, yeah, that was a little bit uh, spooky to see like a whole, like a dead system. But that there was that one moon or planet with a settlement on it. Was that Kellen Ayla's village? Because it had that symbol. The same symbol that we saw in the village is from Kel or Ayla's wristband. Yes, I'm under that exact same assumption. Just there's also another reference, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's that toy that Kaz finds. I believe that she had one as well. Yeah, like maybe they address that in the episode that we're missing right now. So this this might sound stupid to people who <laughs> listen to this podcast and who have watched uh, the the current episode, but I got the synopsis for the next three episodes, actually the last three episodes for season one. Uh, you want to go through those here? Let's do it. Yeah. Sunday, March third, descent with secrets exposed. Yeager's crew must evade relentless troopers hunting them hunting them down and find a way to reach the resistance. Oh damn! So shit hit. Well, oops. <laughs> It hits the fan this week, it seems, then, if that's the case. Yeager's the man. I love that guy. He knows what's what. I, yeah, Wise. I like Yeager. You know, I'm at, like, what's going through his brain? Like, going, doing what he did with the Rebellion back in the day, and then seeing TIE Fighters. Just that sound of hearing a TIE Fighter. Just might, that, icon, that iconic sound, Corey. Might be, like, something that might, like, trigger that, that PTSD, if you had it. That's, yeah, that's the you want to trigger I, me? Like, <laughs> Oh, that's too easy. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, March 10th, No Escape Part 1. Kaz, Niku, Tora devise a plan to free their friends, but it's upended when Kaz bears witness to the full might of the First Order. Ooh. Say goodbye, Hosnian Prime. Possibly, yeah. Yep, that's that to me sounds like Hosnian Prime is toast on Sunday, March 10th. Uh, and then... Season ends March 17th on St. Patrick's Day, so you can, Carlos, you can pull a few more pints of Guinness, get loaded, and watch okay. No Escape Part 2. With Niku's help, Kaz comes up with a risky plan to rid the Colossus of the First Order once and for all. You think that nice. puts up with the big last Jedi? It might. Like, maybe, maybe what if they, uh, they allude to uh, a message, receiving a message from Crate, but we can't do anything right now. We're stuck here in this fight. I would love, yeah, that was one of the things I've been going on for, for a while. I really hope they do something like that. General Leia is sending out the call. <laughs> well, we saw that uh, in in the core problem, Kaz was was working on his own transmitter, right? Yeah, and it just that's true. It wasn't quite working so well, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Not only the the first order cast like a a communications blanket over everything, but it's also a piece of junk, and Kaz doesn't know what he's doing, ever. So yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he is on the cusp of getting it working, or maybe they would reply. They just they just can't. But I, I do I hope like, they touch on I like, that. 
I like more the direction his character's taken. Like, like, yes, he's still a goof, but he's very capable. He's got that certain je ne sais quoi, like Poe said, you know? Like, he's just, he's got something about him, and he, he gets the job done. And, God, he's got a lot of intel for them thus far. Like, that last mission he pulled a couple of weeks ago, like, he got that whole, like, data, like, I don't know, it looked like a, um, a USB chip, you know? Or USB data key rod. Card. Yeah. You know, I, I was watching it with my with my wife, and you know they're they're on that moon where Kel and Ayla may have come come from, and those Tie Fighters attack right, and it's like, why don't the the it's, this is that game this is that game we play with Star Wars now? Why didn't they just do that instead? Like, uh... you know, why didn't those Tie Fighters just shoot those two stationary X wings that were out in the open? Just just blow them up now, then no you know that whoever's in them is either dead or whoever needs them can't get off the planet. You know, is that fair? No, no, it's not. No, the it's dro- not. no, because the droids. <laughs> no, I, I was doing that to make a point. No, it's <laughs> just like, you, you could do that with everything. In exactly. Like, That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. The, the droid was in the ship, though. Like that happens a lot with like uh, Hera and Chopper, you know, and the Ghost. Yeah, like, no doubt it, it happens all the time. Like, but she says it straight up. She's like, keep the engines running, but like keep everything to a minimum so they can't detect us. And like from a visual standpoint, like. They really are kilometers away from one another. Like, anyway, I, I, I'm looking forward to these final three episodes here. Yeah, I, I want to see how this. Been, uh, I've been surprised. I hope things really get to amp up. Let's. I mean, I've seen some trailers and stuff there, so looks like things are going to get a little more emotional. Yeah, I mean, the shows usually do evolve that way. Oh, actually, one more thing from, from my collecting update. I picked up my daughter uh, a Toradoza figure, which is not really nice. not for me, but you know you, you got to keep you got to keep that next generation interested. And so she was super stoked. Now now my boy's got the Kaz, my da- daughter's got Tora. We're good to go. They look good though. I mean, yeah, uh, three and some... three quarter, right? Like they uh... look so so good. Yeah, they look good. Yeah. First time I've they ever seen straight... this in a Star Wars figure though, um, because of like the little mini buns that Tora wears in her hair. You can't slip a helmet over it, or at least you can't sk- slip a, a, a helmet to scale onto her head. So instead, you pull her head off and stick on a di- like a whole new head. <laughs> like she has, a, there's, a, there's a face mold inside the helmet, which I didn't notice before. I, that's the first time I've seen that in, in a Star Wars figure. It's odd. Yeah. Uh, guys, JJ speaks. Corey, you oh. alluded to this before. You can touch on that a bit now. Uh, so yeah, like you said, Corey, Ash, Ash Crossan from ET Online, she's caught up with JJ at something. Who cares what it was? She spoke to him about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I think she caught I him off guard a little there. bit. Yeah. I think she caught him off guard, but she she uh, kind of just you know asked him what he thought, um, just his general thoughts about wrapping up 9. And if, if uh, Episode 9 was affected by the reception of The Last Jedi. And he says... I think that every movie is its own movie, and obviously this is a trilogy, the director explained. We brought that movie, we brought to that movie all the passion and hard work that we could have, could have, my goodness, I can't read tonight, and hard work that we would have no matter what. So I think, you know, the story speaks for itself. I truly can't wait for you to see it. Which, <laughs> like I said, he, he seemed off caught off guard, but man, talk about a non-answer answer. You know, he that, He's a consummate professional in that that interview oh he just completely tap danced right around that question like a happy day man like he just 
Yeah, he well, he said the same thing about ten times. Yeah, like he, I, I think that's why I think he was caught off guard and just gave the most politically correct answer he could. He didn't want to rock the boat or draw anyone's ire. Uh, yeah, I, I just think he's trained that way. I don't think he was really. I think he's just prepared to say those things. You know what I mean? Like, just didn't give an inch. Gave absolutely nothing under the gun like that. But you, you know what? Though, like he, he kind of. He gave the off the air that he didn't understand what. What do you mean backlash to, to the Last Jedi? What are you talking about? Like he almost gave, he said like it, it was almost said like he didn't. You know, like he didn't know that there was any backlash. Of course he knows. He absolutely knows. But you know, uh, I I just don't. I think he didn't want to cause any waves at this point. He knows that they need things to go a certain way for Episode Nine, and just does not want to start things off on the wrong foot. So he didn't want to say, oh, yeah, totally, man. We knew how many people were mad, so we tailored this for them, which would make some people happy and some people pissed. And, of course, he wasn't going to say, like, no, screw those people. We're just making the movie we want because that would make some people happy and some people pissed. Anyway, uh, then he also asked her what or she asked him what what to what could people expect to feel after seeing episode nine? And he said there are a lot of words we all hope that you feel, and obviously the biggest, <laughs> most important one, I think, is satisfied. So, Carlos, let me ask you here. You know, I, I think it's interesting that it's not it's not only that he wants it. That's the thing he wants us feeling most after episode nine. Like, that's the biggest thing, satisfied. What else do you think he expects us to feel? <laughs> I, I don't know man when when you um as a singer um uh what i want is for people to feel uh as connected to the song as i am so if um i'll give an example last night i started playing uh i played a song called nutshell from uh from alice in chains okay so i covered nutshell and as i started it the sound guy was like, oh man, you're gonna make me cry, and that just validated everything. Like I could actually hear the sound guy say that from 15, 20 feet away from me, and as a as an artistic person, that 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 feeds me. So you, what you want is to elicit emotions from people. So you want them to feel like I don't want this to end, or um. Uh, I don't know if you want to elicit anger <laughs> in this fan base, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, you want to get them in the uh, you want to get them in the feels, right? So I don't know. I would I would say sadness. So there's definitely going to be some death, and uh, I, I think you know how sometimes uh, in family squabbles uh, a funeral can bring people together. Yeah, uh, I'm think I'm thinking that was maybe the game plan, and maybe not to uh, bring the fan base together because of the Last Jedi necessarily, but because, um, you know, it, it you, you want to coalesce and you want to bring all of fandom together uh, because the saga is coming to an end. So maybe that's that's the the emotions that he's trying to, you know. 
there's a funeral pyre and we're all standing around it and we're all no matter what side of the spectrum you're on uh, as a Star Wars fan uh we can there's all some myst- mystical campfire we can all come together and uh, and 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 be and stand together in this moment and i think that's maybe what he was talking about yeah i guess like yeah come come like no matter what your stance is on this movie or the last, the one that came before it yeah, come pay your respects to this franchise that obviously you're a fan of. You've been here for X number of years, anywhere between, you know, one and 40. That's, you know, you've you've been a part of this fandom. This is the end of this saga. Why don't you just come and enjoy this? You know, this is the last movie in this in this particular saga. You know, let, let's have some fun with it and show some respect. I, I can buy that. Corey, you want to pick up on, on any of that? What, do you, what else do you expect to feel from Nine? Well, definitely... The feels, like Carlos said, like from an emotional standpoint, I want to be satisfied. I think it being the end, like there has to be some kind of resolution, I hope. I hope it's not super ambiguous. But uh, yeah, it's satisfied. Satisfied is a good word, you know. Like to, I like the way Carlos put it, to be able to kind of appease everyone is a great <laughs> deal. Like it's pretty hard, is but possible, yeah, it's impo- I think it's impossible. But if if it's if it's ninety instead of sixty, then they did their job. Oh, for sure. So yeah, I, I'm just I don't know. I think satisfy is a good way to to put it. Emotionally satisfied, like uh, not leaving there. Like I, I just don't want to leave the theater that night being like, oh man, like you will. No. That's happened before, but I, no, I Corey, Corey, you will. No matter what happens, whether you love the movie or you hate it, you're going to leave the theater thinking, "Holy Jesus, this thing is over now." Yeah, that's that part is sad, but that's different, you know. That's different than saying, "Oh, they could have done this or they could have done that." No, we're going to do that too. But I mean, uh, yeah, of course. That from that standpoint, for sure, it's going to be emotional. So I hope they yeah. play on that a bit and. You know, obviously they realize that. As long as it's not too cheese, man, I'm okay with it. It's just I'm I'm I don't know. Maybe maybe this is this will be JJ's opus. Am I am I turning around? Am I turning? Am I turning this franchise around? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Give it another fifty days or so. Oh man. Wait, well, we're three hundred days away. So yeah, we well we. I still that love barrier. the secrecy. We've cracked the three hundred day barrier till nine. Nice. I'm digging the secrecy factor though, man. I love the fact that we don't have anything yet still. It's, it's, it's equal parts frustrating and also like the more you, the longer they hold it, the more we have to look forward to. But <laughs> it's, at the same it's a time, tease, I, man. at the same time, I you know, get, I want something. I'm excited. Give me something. Of course. Yeah. But I, I yeah. Satisfied. That's that's a pretty safe word to use. Then yeah, again, then again. Well, honestly, I'd like director, to feel like. Does any director ever go? Like I, I think any director would probably want you to feel satisfied after the movie. Like I, I hope I hope you leave this theater dissatisfied. Sat- so I think satisfied in the context that I got what I expected from a Star Wars movie. It, it's a humble pie kind of word too. It's not like you want to say like I want you to leave the theater ecstatic and like this is the best movie you ever saw in your life and that you know you can't set the bar too too high. It's just very standard like uh, media talk, I guess you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, 
you know, at the risk of reading too much into a, a you know an off the cuff comment or that he seemingly wasn't really all that well prepared for. You know, I, I'm just glad that he spoke. You know, he's out there now. He's he's been sh- unshackled from from principal photography. We've got the photo now. We've, we've he's made one public appearance since. You know, maybe the tap is starting to open a little bit here. Drip. Yep. <laughs> Drip. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let's move on here. So Star Wars Newsnet treated us to to a report this weekend or late last week. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi headed to Disney Plus? So mm. a quote here from a Star Wars Newsnet piece. We were told that an Obi-Wan Kenobi limited TV series is happening is the next top priority from Disney plus streaming service. And that it could be as many as six episodes. Nice. Very nice. And then, so you couple that, that was, I think that was a Friday report. And then uh, over the weekend, Fanta tracks reported that, uh, so they said tonight we can reveal that the third as yet unannounced TV series, star Wars TV series will be shot in the UK under the production name of series three productions, UK limited, which was registered on the public UK company's register on the 12th of October of 2018. Uh, we anticipate that the focal point of the series will be revealed at Star Wars Celebration in April. And also interesting to note in that same piece was that uh, they said that on the same day that uh, Series 3 Productions was registered, Lucasfilm also registered E&E Industries UK Limited, which they believe, Fanthatrax, they believe to be the first film in the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Oh, the one that he got fired from? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. That, cool, cool. The very same. Apparently he nice. got his job back. Yeah, they're backtracking now because they don't want to look like they don't have control. Oh, so course, they'd rather they'd rather throw away a billion dollars. Yes. Well, this and, is, this and, is how you destroy your fan base, Carlos. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's it's the it's the blueprint, right? It's the blueprint. Of they're course. following the blueprint. Yeah, down to a T. Yeah. No, no clue what they're doing over there. Oh, um, no. But they also note um, here's like this is a distinction that I think um, we'll, we'll see if this gets lost in, in the search for clicks and, and page views and all that stuff. Um, the Fanthatrax noted in their piece that Disney registers businesses in blocks. Yes. But it doesn't mean that the project is going into production on that date that, but only that in, it intends for that production to go to get soon. underway soon. Yeah. So let's see if that detail as, as things emerge early next week, let's see if people leave that important detail out for the sake of, Oh, here we go. Ryan's underway. Uh, not so fast. Well, hold on guys, guys, I, uh, breaking news. I just, uh, got a, uh, uh, a notification here. Ryan Johnson officially, fired from his trilogy oh. uh yeah oh on a sunday night too he was probably i know he was probably at home watching the oscars it, i know it's it's sad i don't know man well you hear to hear first a tumble exclusive confirmed damn that's a shame and uh, hold on hold on stay stay tuned to our channel while we confirm it nine more times in the next six hours <laughs> <laughs> and then say oh we we trusted our source. Ugh. Oops. So okay, let's let's bring this back to Obi Wan. Mm. If you know if if Obi Wan's underway, I, you know I think maybe it's a bit easy to add two and two here with the Fanta Tracks report saying that series three productions might that you know I'm saying that could be the Obi Wan series 
production name. Uh, and then with the Star Wars Newsnet report saying that Obi-Wan Kenobi is happening as a TV series. Uh, how do you feel now, Corey? Is, 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 is Obi-Wan finally coming or have we, have you been through this dance too many times now and you'll believe it when you see it? Yeah, I'm kind of on that. I'm, I'm not setting myself up for anything at this point. Like, uh, plus we've got so much in the hopper right now. I mean, the Clone Wars, the Mandalorian, the Cassian show, you know, Ryan Johnson's uh, trilogy, and we've got the Benny Hoff and Weiss. Like, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like a lot on the dockets, but it's one of those things I am going to take with a grain of salt. Uh, it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf at this point. Uh, it's rumors just been floating around for so long. Like you said, Kyle, like it's, I don't know. I, I, don't get me wrong. Uh, Star Wars new no, news network is they're top notch, but uh, they, and they do seem fairly certain in their assumption, but you know, I really got to take this with a grain of salt just so as not to get my uh, expectations yeah. too high, but I, I'm kind of, you know, subconsciously I could see myself leaning toward the possibility more, you know, like these guys are usually pretty accurate. So uh, I don't know, and I like it too. I think it's I think it's a great idea. Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going I'm I'm going to run with it, just because I have no idea. Like, if you had asked me, like, I never would have expected a Cassian Andor series. So you know, when they announce something like that, I go, holy cow! But you know, when you ask a typical fan, what do you want? Oh yeah, Obi Wan. Why? Because Obi Wan's super popular. We love Obi Wan. We want you and McGregor to come back and do it again. So I, I've got no other guesses other than Obi-Wan. And that's why the, you know, the, last week there was a whole litany of, of you know, <laughs> everybody was getting a show last week, right? There was there was yeah. another, jeez, uh, it, was, it was getting Cody, really silly up there. Commander Cody was on fire last week. Oh my God. Like Yeah, it was, was awesome. There, uh, uh, last Monday, a site called hnentertainment.co uh, revealed a bunch of names of characters that Lucasfilm might be considering giving a show to. I have the quote from that. We've got, we've now got our hands on a list of potential star Wars shows that could be put into development. The five shows on the list. Our source provided us includes streaming series, focusing on characters such as princess Leia young captain Phasma, the Knights of Ren, Rose Tico, and the big standout that caught our eye was one for Sith Lord Darth Bane. To be crystal clear, this is very, very early days, and these are not shows about to go into production. These are just ideas they're considering internally at Lucasfilm Disney. More titles could be on their overall list, but these are some that have come our way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It, it, it became a joke last week where everybody was getting a show. You get a show, and you get a show. Like that—that's why I made the crack off the top about Boss Nass. Yeah, I know. You know, like it's really silly. Well, it's true. Like we said, like we get so much stuff in the works right now. Like, uh, give it to me. But like, I mean, you, you got to give us some kind of expectation here at this point, like as to what the timeline is going to look like for these things. You know what I mean? Like, let's be like, oh, we got this show coming. We got this show coming. When? Well, that's a mystery. They're like, all gonna come. They're all gonna drop the same day. Oh God! You just no. die of overload right there. You're I like, think Mandalorian's gonna be nineteen. Cassian's gonna be twenty. The next show's gonna be twenty-one. They're gonna throw them in one a year, and uh, along with, uh, I mean, the Clone Wars and whatever um, uh, the animated stuff, right? Like they're gonna 
they're gonna pepper them in and try to try and they're never they're not gonna overlap like do not expect overlap with the live action stuff forget it it, well, it's, it, it it'll sense. get harder to do once or if they start doing like multiple seasons. Like if Ma- yeah. like, I think Mandalorian, it's, it's never been confirmed, but I think some of the wording around the show is that there's there will be a second season. So then maybe you might get some sort of overlap, depending on how they roll out the schedule. Well, yeah, defi- so- I definitely foresee if they're going to be doing television stuff, like there's definitely going to be multiple shows either playing at the same time or at least two a year. You know, let one show have its it's birth and the next show comes out, but I definitely see them doing more than one. So like, what if it's Mandalorian 19 Cassian season one in 20 Mandalorian season two, uh, in 21. Um, then there's, uh, the Obi-Wan, which is, it seems more like a mini series. They're saying up to six episodes. So that's not going to have multiple seasons. That's just going to be one thing. um, yeah, so and then Cassian could potentially have quite a long run, actually, uh, depending on how far back they start. So there's a there's a lot, uh, and uh, definitely Emphy's Nest. I think there's something. Uh, I'm getting a feeling that Emphy's Nest might show up in that Cassian, uh, that Cassian show. That would be so rad. But to come back, uh, to come back to the Obi Wan thing, because I didn't uh, give my opinion on that yet. Um, obviously I'm, I'm super excited, but I will not, I, I will not get my hopes up until they tell me that it's you and McGregor. Yeah. Imagine they well, I don't think they do it if it's not. Well, that's, that, that's why I'm keeping, I'm keeping my, uh, my expectations tempered and, um, it, it has to be for me, it has to be you and McGregor or you and McGregor or us. I'm not going to say it doesn't work with anyone else. Cause I mean, it could, um, but uh, I there's I, there's too much of a connection, and uh, he wants to do it. They can age him properly. He's already aging. I mean, Phantom Menace was twenty years ago, so uh, they, they can easily, uh, you know, oh, he, make him look yeah. like a middle aged middle aged uh, Obi Wan. He looked great all through the prequels. Like I bought him at every yeah. like he was in his late twenties, I think, for Revenge of the Sith. If I'm not mistaken, maybe maybe he was 30, but they aged him up to look like a 40 year old. Like he looked great, you know. Like that that is that is not a concern at all. And it's, it's they note in the the Star Wars Newsnet piece that you know it, there could have been a very good reason for you and McGregor being at the solo premiere, but then you know all hell broke loose, and then yeah. there was the big Disney pullback where it's oh whoa whoa let's 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 reassess what we're doing here. With these, with these standalones and all of it. So ever since that time, like it became clear for me that the streaming service is going to be the big thing. Movies are always going to be the big deal, but that streaming service is just going to be, that's going to be the thing that keeps the wheel turning as we sit and wait be- between films, right? At, at least that's my view. So like you said, Carlos, we'll, we'll kick things off with Mandalorian and, and Clone Wars, and that's all going to be in conjunction with Nine. But if if we look uh, to the you know to the big screen, twenty twenty I think is is impossible almost at this point. Yeah, pretty much impossible. Uh, and then, like you said, twenty twenty one, or you know, Cassian Andor maybe late next year in twenty twenty because I think they'd only begin production early in twenty twenty on it. So that would probably be like a late twenty twenty release, and then maybe more Mandalorian in early 
to mid 2021 and then you know maybe kenobi if if that's if this if that's what's happening here kenobi we maybe we don't see that until end of 2021 yeah and then that could mean three years until we get the next movie i'm okay with it it sucks because we have like a little tradition thing going but uh I mean, we worked we can, around that this year. Yeah, we can go to Moishes and uh, maybe <laughs> we'll we'll go we'll go somewhere else and uh, maybe we can uh, break open that uh, Star Wars True Pursuit game and uh, you know uh, do something like that and yeah, like, gentlemen sure. drink some scotch and and uh, whatever whatever that, that, whatever Corey likes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even Alan Horn, who is one of the big bosses at at Disney, he he spoke to the Hollywood Reporter this week. And they asked him point blank, like, what's next on the big screen with Star Wars? And his answer was all in discussion. You know, and if so, if they're still talking about that now, then we're I, we're at least two years out from a movie yeah, on the big screen. So that's, you know, 2021 at the earliest. But the good news is if it's Ryan's that comes first, because the Game of Thrones guys are just finished. They just finished, right? With, with, uh, with Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Ryan so... is busy with Knives Out. Yeah, but he had he already wrote a sh- the treatment I think for the for the trilogy, uh, uh, an outline I think. Yeah, yeah. has he said I believe that? he has an I- Well, I believe he has an idea. Oh, I don't yeah, think it was just as simple. I would as... hope he would by now. No, no, yeah. no, they definitely has an idea, but I think there's an actual timeline for what what they want to do, and uh, they wouldn't have put um, the production uh, the block there. You know, when they they dropped all those those new project things, if they didn't have uh, at least the the backbone of a script for the first installment. Oh yeah, he definitely went to Kathleen Kennedy and, and the folks and just just like here's what I'd like to do, and yeah. they were yeah, we're ready to do this. Uh, I'm gonna go do this movie, and then when I'm done, we'll, we'll we could start production. So yeah, probably 2021, 20 late like December 2021 probably. Yeah, either that or Star Wars will look back to its traditional May slot and and it'll be May of 2022. Oof. That's a long wait, man. Oh, three years. That's, you know, going back to the old ways, three years between films. But that's where the the streaming service is going to be so, so critical. Yeah, I believe so, too. I I just watched, you know, it's funny because I just watched um, The Toys That Made Us, uh, the the Lego uh, episode. And... Uh, Lego was close to being uh, to going bankrupt in uh, in 1999, 1998, and then uh, when they uh, partnered up with Star Wars, it rejuvenated the whole franchise. And um, but in 2003, when there was no Star Wars movie or Harry Potter movie, they almost went under again. Jeez. So. Um, and now they're the biggest toy maker in the world. Yes, exactly. But it, it they they had to readjust their 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 business plan, and uh, they did they did a really good job with that, obviously. And I think I like the fact that they're in discussions, which means they're getting opinions from a lot of people to get the best course of action to move forward. And I have no problem with that. They know what they're doing. All all of us. We're all morons, okay? <laughs> yeah. We're not paid to make those decisions. We're just morons who like the thing. So I'll trust them to do the thing. 
Okay. Absolutely. They, yeah. I mean, at the risk of sounding like a shill, they haven't failed me yet. And even on those occasions where I'm like less than, less than thrilled with what I got, you know, overall Star Wars has been like the gift that keeps on giving. Okay. I, I, and I love all of us. Okay. I, I but we're all morons. <laughs> okay. We have, no, no. I mean, don't you don't don't have to pull your punch. Like we are idiots. We don't know what goes on at Disney <laughs> on those on those high executive levels. Like how how do you plan? A billion dollar franchise. We have oh, wait, no hold on. clue what goes into that. Hold, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I just got a confirmation. Confirmed. Ryan Johnson rehired. Yes. Uh, for the trilogy. Uh, confirmed. Uh, Disney backtracking because they don't want fan backlash. Oh, we are we are killing it tonight. Getting scoops all over the place tonight. Uh, it's crazy. Seriously. I, I don't know what's happening, but uh, confirmed. Okay, so Stage. what do you think oh, of? Oh wait, hang on. I want to chime in here on something. Like, I just want to say I'm the on the I'm on the other side of the fence as Carlos in the sense that yes, I'm happy they're having discussions and whatnot, but I'm really disappointed disappointed in this in the fact that celebration uh, solos. Corey. It's a oh. month away, Corey. It's, what are you talking it, about? What are you talking about? Celebration because that's where the news is going to drop. You're you're saying that. That, no, you uh, didn't even your, hear what I wanted to say. You just said you're on the other side of the fence of me, where I said it's good that they're still in 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 discussing. But the thing is that no, I'm I'm saying Solo's adverse effects at the box like affect what it had. Like the box office success of Solo had an adverse effect on the entire franchise, which kind of like I always said that man, I have a bad feeling about this about this movie, and it's changed things like big time. And the whole like it's changed the whole uh, game plan for them, you know. I and I I can. What's that? I don't think so. I don't think it changed what they're what they're of gonna produce. It did. No, it just it just changed. They're gonna change their marketing strategy. They're not gonna change how they do their movies. No did, way. Unless, it's look a great one. Of course. It, look, this this is a direct result of that when they're saying that Obi Wan was supposed to be a movie, and now they're saying they're moving it to a TV platform. Which, I granted, understand. is great, and I'm happy for. Like, it's basically like a trilogy in six hours, right? You're getting like two. Uh, Three two-hour films, technically, right? Which is preferable. Like, I, just the more the better. But at the same time, it definitely affected their game plan and their strategy moving forward with how they're going to do films and stuff like that. Like, uh, it really is. It affected their strategy so much that Bob Iger said we have to slow things down, and they're bombarding us with new content. <laughs> I don't know, coming, like the TV stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. It's a, it's a new way of attacking uh, attacking something that they wanted to like. But definitely Solo's box office has had an adverse effect on the entire Star Wars universe. Oh, I, I think, think if anything, I, I it's think... if anything, Sorry, it's, it's it's made them fo- like I think we know uh, we don't know because we're morons. We, oh, that's the whole point. That's what I was gonna say. But, we don't know that it, it changed their oh adverse effect. It didn't. They look. They make. They're making money right now. Right now, they're making money on Solo. They're still making money. The, the, the movie broke make, uh, breaking even. Like, it's making money now. Yeah. yeah I, 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 can, yeah, I don't know what the numbers are, but I, I'll, I'll buy that. Fine. I, even but even I the article think, says like, that, movie that, has, that movie was set up for sequels, and I don't know that we'll ever get that. I don't know, man. It's possible. I, I mean, I hope we do. But I don't... I, I think you know, if, if there were other standalones in the hopper, I think those got... Like, I, I, I'm with Corey in that Obi-Wan, I think, was originally slated for big screen. And now they said, you know what? Standalones are more trouble than they're worth. 
we want Star Wars to be like when, when Star Wars goes to the big screen, we want it to be an event. So, Let's I'm going to put I'm going to put my cheese down and I'm going to say if Solo made 300 million, it was something like that, right? Yeah. Well, if there's a Solo part 2 or just a continuation of that of that series, it's going to make double that. No doubt. Okay, it, so and you can drop it in, right, and you can drop it anywhere, it's going to make double that amount because people there were so many factors slept man. on it. No, but people slept on it, okay? Because they were big babies and then they watched it on Netflix or they 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 bought it on digital, okay? And th- now everybody loves it. So it's it, but the general audience opted for Avengers, man. I'm sorry to say for the most part. Yeah, but it's making a killing on Netflix. Like people love that movie. They don't, no doubt. Isn't that they, like... they, they do. And it, you're right. If if they did do solo part two and put it on the big screen and it doubles what it, what, you know, you doubled your performance from the first one. Great. And it makes 600 million bucks. And I your think... production cost is going to be what? Probably 40% less than the other one because of all the reshoots. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll make money. The Boba Fett movie's back on. But I think they want Star Wars films when they go to the big screen. I think they want at least a billion out of these movies now. And I think Solo's not going to do a billion. I don't think the interest, I don't think you can get a billion out of Solo no, no matter what you do. Unless you put everybody in it to the point where it's not really a Solo movie. It was yeah. great, man. It, it was definitely a billion dollar movie in my opinion. Comparatively, I mean, Christ, look at Aquaman. I didn't watch that. It was good. I haven't seen it either. No, it slight, no, no slight against the movie. I, I, I do want to see it, but yeah, just, it hasn't happened. But uh... storytelling and quality wise, I yeah. mean, the big difference, but it was still really good. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I think they want Star Wars every time it goes to the screen to be a big thing, like a billion five two billion dollars i i think they want that for the big screen but anyway wow did we go off course what what are your thoughts on on six episodes of obi-wan cory i love it man it's long form storytelling it's great man like i said earlier like we're basically getting a trilogy of three two-hour films or uh, and that's my assumption again like I, th- I would figure if you're getting six episodes they'd at least be possibly an hour each so I mean, six hours. Yeah, it's, you know, like, it's, you know, it's 45, kind of... 45 minutes, 40 to 60 minutes. So like on the plus side, you're getting a lot more bang for your buck than having uh, had that standalone film in theater, right? This two, two and a half hour, possibly three hour epic. There's no way they were doing a trilogy for Obi-Wan, I don't think. But now we get that in a way. So yay for us. <laughs> like, yeah, Carlos, where are you at uh, with Obi-Wan? I like this. I like the six episode, uh, whatever it is, maybe forty five uh, hour, fifteen, whatever it might be per episode. I like that you could tell a series of stories that may not be uh, sequential, but just you know the hijinks over the nineteen years that he's on Tatooine, and maybe he goes off planet for certain things, and there, there's a lot of story that could be told, um, and. Uh, confirmed uh lego is going to be releasing a obi-wan hut which is awesome considering i made a mock of that last year i don't know if you guys remember that yes i do so yeah obi-wan an obi-wan uh obi-wan's hut uh set probably uh uh, january 2020 so next uh next winter release pretty pretty uh, pretty interesting so it's funny that they're releasing that uh, you know, maybe there's going to be uh, some uh, Obi-Wan news dropping soon. 
I, I just like the fact that he came to we said it so many times man like the fact that he was at the premiere like yeah but he's a hollywood actor and uh uh, uh ron, ron howard like a, is like a director. franchise player uh, he's a friend of Ron Howard's. He was in uh, he was in Angels and Demons. So I, I don't uh, I don't see like I wouldn't just say. First of all, he's been in Star Wars before. He's been in a movie with Ron Howard. Like oh yeah, just because he's there, they're making an Obi Wan movie. No, no. There's too many other things that. No, that's uh, just one factor of of many. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't think that was the smoking gun. No, definitely not. No. But yeah, I, I will make it a clean sweep. I, I prefer, I really think it's a better idea to put Obi-Wan on the streaming service and just, yep. you know, I, I, his circumstances post a new, uh, post Revenge of the Sith, like that demands a slower pace and a more character driven story. You know, like imagine each episode is like a, a two, three year gap, you know, and then you slowly see him aging. I like that. I yeah, like that. Yeah. That would be great. That would be awesome. Yep, I, I, yeah, I would prefer to consume that kind of longer form story from the comfort of my home. Like I, I of course, or at least I would, like I maybe the, yeah, I would have happily eaten up an Obi Wan movie on the big screen, but I think this suits the character and his circumstances much, much better. Yeah, the time, the time gap is just like nineteen years. You're gonna tell a whole one, one movie. You're gonna tell one story in, in in two hours for that whole nineteen. No, you can't do that. But a show does that, gives you that opportunity, and it's more content. Like, it's just, it ends up being more. So, you're not going to have an Obi-Wan trilogy. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's weird. No, no. If, if they wanted it, I suppose they could do it. They'll find a way. They, they'll always find a way. But if you're just keeping things simple and tidy, I think this is just, it's it's the best treatment for the character, I think. Yeah, I yeah, believe so. Definitely. And I don't think it's going to be, like, or like, if but maybe, it, like maybe if you said, Carlos, it, it, we start when he first gets there, and then we see him age a little bit. Maybe that helps, like the the air quotes action content. But I don't think, in under any circumstance, this will be like an adrenaline pumping series. There might be little action sequences in in these episodes, but I wouldn't expect these to be Revenge of the Sith light, where he's just flying around all over the place. No, oh chance. hell no, no definitely. No. Like I, I like what Carlos said. Like maybe the first uh, three or four episodes, aging, aging every couple of years. You're seeing the progression. His struggles, and then the last two episodes, maybe like there's, there's got to be the MacGuffin, right? Like something's gone haywire where he's got to like fix something, or it, it ties into Rebels. Like there's something like where they get to that point, you know, where there's the the threat of Maul, and uh, doesn't he communicate with Ezra at one point? Oh yeah, he, he's playing everybody. He's so wise at that point; it's crazy. Like he just dusts. Some, Darth Maul in like one shot, man. It's like boom, it's boom. A, it's three blows. But uh, yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying. Like, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to go past that. It, it could. It, the, the last episode could end uh, where he's uh, riding his dewback uh, to 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 get to that meeting, you know. And I mean, fans are gonna watch that. Already know what happened. <laughs> so it's like it's the perfect tie-in. I think I've said this once before on the the, the pod, like the through line, I mean, in a way it's gotta be almost be Luke, right? Like that's the reason he's there. So someone, someone taking, gathering some kind of information, knowing that Luke is this person or whatever, or even just like the, from the racing aspect, like Obi-Wan just like, Luke's like, yeah, I threaded the needle back at beggars Canyon. 
like Obi-Wan just has like, no, that's me. <laughs> like they used a force. I threaded the needle for you, punk. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not big on bringing Luke into the series in any meaningful way. I suppose I could be swayed. Just... No, a nice, a nice young Luke running around like uh, hijinks, like uh, getting stuck at the circus. Well, and, I th- maybe uh, I'd like to see neb- it at the neb- beginning. The Jawa. Like I would like to see it where maybe Obi Wan's proximity to Luke gets Luke in danger, and then having Owen chew yeah, Obi Wan out. Between... Like exactly. get get yeah. away from my family, stay away from this boy. You want me to protect cool. him? I'll protect him. Yeah, but you that's, stay like, out a, of the that's like an episode two thing. I see that as an episode, like a second episode of the series. Because what's his where... face? Uh... Uh, the actor who plays Obi Wan, younger Ob- uh, no, Ewan, sorry. Ewan McGregor. No, the uh, younger uh, Owen. Yeah, yeah, like he'd be great for that role now too. Yeah, and he's he has also said he'd come back. Oh man, that would be awesome. Honestly, if you get that young actor and and uh, Ewan McGregor, oh my god, sparks, man. Those scenes, those scenes would be magic. And you know who's uh, you know who's uh, quite a looker too in uh, younger years, and Brew. <laughs> 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 uh, Bonnie, Bonnie, I Christ, I watched both their movies this weekend. Bonnie Peace, I can't remember her, how to pronounce her last name, but yeah, I'm sure she'd come back as well. But yeah, I think I I'm excited. I I hope this is true. I I saw someone throw this out on Twitter that the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel is Monday at Celebration, so it's it's past all of the big news it's past the you know the episode nine stuff and whatever all the big stuff that's coming phantom menace got dropped into the monday slot when a lot of people will already be gone but someone's saying you know what if you know ewan's at this panel on the monday and they wrap up that panel by saying oh he's back by the way this is what we're doing like that would be the one way to blow out celebration with a with a huge bang is to announce obi-wan I feel like this is going to be a huge celebration, man. You think? Yeah, it's going to be the celebration <laughs> of celebrations. It's going to be, like the only other one that will rival it is 2027. For the 50th of a, of a new hope. Even at that, like I think the the current state of Star Wars with the uh, the being on the cusp of this streaming service and episode 9, I think this is this is the one well, this is the probably the biggest one of, of them all so far. I don't know how many we've had, quite a few, but this is I think this is for sure easily going to be the biggest. But do, do you, like I, I we kind of touched on this, but one season, right? Like six stories or one season, six hours, and we're done. Uh, yeah, it's like a mini series, let's say. Yeah, definitely. Tell I the story that. you want to tell and and be done. Like don't overextend these legacy characters. No. You know, I suppose, you know, again, leaving, you know, we're morons. So what do we know? But they could always plant a seed, which would necessitate a a second season. But if, you know, don't do that if you don't have to. There's lots of other characters to explore. There's lots of things coming. Don't stretch these characters too thin. Oh, hold on. Confirmed. Uh, New Disney Plus uh, show, The Force Force Ghost Realm. Ooh, that could be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow it's Corey's jamboree every episode oh, no I, I i that that title you lost me right away it's uninspired <laughs> yeah oh all goodness right. all right well cool but you know what the, what's interesting is that it is this and this could be if you know if there was that big 
rethink at Disney after Solo, this would allow them to keep a lower budget. Like, so a, a Solo movie would cost them, you know, 100, 150 million bucks to make plus marketing. This, even if they went with The Mandalorian as a template, 10 mil per episode, six episodes, they do this in, in, in you know, like half or maybe, you know, even less, like a third of the cost of doing a movie. So that's that that would also be I I would think a huge consideration. Huge consideration that they could get this done, have the same impact, honor the character in a better way, bring people to your platform, oh and get it done at a third the price. You know, I think that 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 would be a a huge thing that they'd want to look at here. Yeah. All right. So let's hope for it. Let's hope that uh, we get some news about Obi-Wan at celebration, maybe sooner. I don't know. But uh, I'm excited. I'll run with it. And if it's, you know what? If it turns out that this series is not Obi Wan and they hit us with something else, I'll probably probably be happy about that too. <laughs> probably. Probably. Because <laughs> we're morons. And we'll we're we're shills. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe be one of those those maybe uh, hnentertainment.co. Maybe they'll be right. <laughs> I have no idea who those people are. Never Seriously. heard of them in my life. I don't want to disparage them if they don't deserve to be disparaged but seriously though i i need a timeline on all this stuff man like i need to know how to plan my life the next 10 years of it so (laughs) Corey, i've never met a more go with the flow type guy than you true but i do i would like to know be like damn i'm gonna be 50 when this comes out jabez yep hey get used to that thought man it's not that far that's not that far off Oh, shut your pie hole. <laughs> now we got to start thinking that this could be the last Star Wars movie we ever see. Oh, dear. Why would you say oh. that? Yeah, I don't know. You think you're going to keel over and die? You think the world's going to end? What's, what's going on? No, I no, I think it's because there's a rumor floating around right now that uh, Ryan Johnson just got fired. Hold <laughs> on. Oh, well, hang on. Confirmed. I see Con- it. He's been fired. <laughs> yep. Like, he's been fired again. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, stay tuned to our channel. What yeah. a night for Ryan Johnson. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. What is he doing? What? Wow. I don't know. Well, he ruined Star Wars, so I mean, clearly, clearly. I think we should take this time right now, uh, Kyle, to uh, to plug our Patreon campaign. Uh, Patreon. Oh, the, yeah, the powerful friends. Yes. All right. Well, let's take a moment here to thank our powerful friends. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast on our main feed, you should know that our powerful friends get access to this maybe like thirty six hours earlier. You know, maybe even more than that. I don't do the math. I'm not good at math. But if you like this podcast, uh, if you'd like to support us, if you want to get this podcast sooner so you can get on with your week better, like we drop this in our feed as soon as we're done recording it, you can start your week listening to us. There's no better way. Ask Rick, our powerful friend Rick. Ask Kigo. These guys all start their week with Tumbling Saber. That's right. And I think they would agree that, scientifically speaking, starting with us, with your week, is a great move and you can support us. You can do that. You can bring that into your life by heading over to patreon.com slash tumbling saber. And from just two bucks a month, we've got a ton of stuff waiting for you and tough ton of stuff coming. Sith disturbers journals of, Oh no, that's dead. Uh, worthy <laughs> recognition saber rattling. We've got our first group call this week. It's going to be a blast. Uh, head over there and, and check it out. There's lots, uh, lots of cool stuff going on and uh, we very much like to have your support and uh bring it into the fold so check it out patreon.com slash tumbling saber 
be be one of our heroes. And uh, just I want to confirm right now that uh, Kegel's from the future, and uh, he really loved this episode. So uh, just uh, letting you know, he got to hear it first. Absolutely. All right, and you know what? One of our other powerful friends, one of the great powerful friends, Mr. Jeff Keltz, the Metal Mando from sunny Fort Myers, Florida. He's got a question in this week. Uh, my voice is, is is sort of backing out on me here, Carlos. Do you want to throw me a lifeline here and read read Jeff's question? It would be my pleasure. Oh, so, thanks. Hey, Tumbling Saber crew. I had some question about old Mr. Palpatine. What are your thoughts or opinions on our most dearest and deceased Sith Lord maybe still having a Force Lightning Pulse in Episode 9? <laughs> what if? <laughs> hear me out here. The Emperor is actually hanging out in the unknown regions by way of, in his terms, cheating death. Could he be the grand puppet master of the First Order, Snoke, or Kylo? Maybe Kylo isn't the true villain in Episode 9. Could we see the dark side represented in its most powerful form ever? When Kylo states in The Force Awakens that I will finish what you started to Vader's helmet, he actually meant that he will end the dark side reign of Palpatine once and for all, which his father could not in Return of the Jedi. Uh, his grandfather, not his father. Um, could make for an intriguing twist with Kylo and Rey joining forces in the end to defeat the galaxy's darkest threat. Um, thought this might be an interesting take to discuss and would love to hear your thoughts because we can never get enough of old she Palpatine. Am I right? Jeff Kelts, the Metal Mando from Sunny Fort Myers, Florida. Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Ooh. I, I, you know what? I, can, I can't get enough of Palpatine. I, me neither. He's he's such a great villain. He's he's so good. Saving Grace from the Phantom Menace. He might be the highlight of the prequel trilogy. Well said. He yes. is just fantastic. And I know he chews up the scenery like nobody else in Revenge of the Sith. It, he is so over the top, but it's no, delicious. I love no, it. No, no, you will die. It's amazing. He's it's <laughs> it's so cheese, but it's so good. Like Ian McDermott just is is just a gem, yeah. an absolute yeah. treasure. I love 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 his portrayal of Palpatine on, from both from the the senator side and the Darth side. It's yep. so good. Um, but, what know, about I, a young Tom Hiddleston as a as a uh, what about a Tom Hiddleston as a young Palpatine? Oh my god! All day, all day. Yeah, he's all got day. a little bit of that that creepy smile thing happening. You know, just uh gingerfy his hair a little and uh yeah well loki right loki yeah yeah the the, the mischievousness because yeah, palpatine the smirking senator who kind of knows what's going on but you don't that's that yeah. is that's so loki he's the trickster yeah he plays it so well too so so well um yeah, yeah I, I like that we're entertaining the notion of a villain above kylo like i i've said that i'm not 100 percent sold on him as the big bad yeah but can Palpatine still be that big bad guy? Carlos, I know you love talking about Palpatine. What do you think? Can he do it? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Unless he transferred his... You remember when, when, when Vader throws him down the shaft, you hear all those voices, right? Like, are, are those all the voices of uh, the, the people that Palpatine murdered? Like, does he, does he, does he keep a piece of their souls... In him, like you mean uh, the, the like the the part of the music, the chorus, like the oh, oh like that kind no, of no, no, thing? no, no. When he throws him down, and then all of a sudden you see like there's this 
the, the flash of light and you kind of see like almost like go- remember Ghostbusters when when the um, the containment unit blows. Yeah. You get that beam of light come up like we get that in Jedi, don't we? Like there's like uh, a little bit of like an explosion kind of when he yeah, falls like down that, that shaft. That blue light that sort of exactly and there's, him. there's kind of like it sounds like there's screams coming out. I never picked up on that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just my uh, confabulation imagination, but uh, I always figured it it was that, you know, like every time he he deceived or backstabbed someone and killed them like the the, the weight of their soul it was in him. Um, so I don't know if he could maybe he transferred his consciousness, maybe Snoke transferred his consciousness before he died like there's a possibility i don't know if it can exist um other than other than that there's i don't think there's any way for for him to have existed so long uh in the uh, unknown regions you, there, there would be a big tough. big logical clash with with snoke because it, it seemed if anything it seemed like snoke was the guy who waited out palpatine Exactly. Like he was just waiting for his opportunity to jump in, right? Like that that's that's the read that I got. Um but who knows, you know? Maybe you know, maybe Palpatine. You know what? It's funny. Uh Palpatine executed uh things uh, a little like it didn't always go to plan, but he always seemed to find a way to adjust and and use things to his advantage. Uh, where the Jedi were bunglers a little bit, and but Vader was also a bungler, and um, Snoke seems like he was more of the calculating, back you know, uh, back dealing kind of guy as well. Uh, what if Palpatine didn't kill Plagueis, but he thought he did? Yeah, that's all. Well, that's always been the possibility. That's that's where Snoke as Plagueis comes from. Yeah, but not no. I, I'm thinking that Plagueis is Snoke's master. <laughs> As, that could be it too. Yeah. So like you know, like how everybody always has two apprentices. You know, like uh, you know, you're my official apprentice, but you're my. Uh, well, Palpatine you, took a big dump all over that rule. Yeah, of course he did. He was always looking to 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 backstab vader or or not so much backstab him but constantly test him and if he got killed then he had his next in line because he, he like, had maul uh but he already had sights on on dooku at some point and he was I already, think he already course, had dooku yeah probably yeah, yeah. um well, no, no, at least, think, he, at least yeah, he was sweet talking him yeah no he already had he had dooku only after the funeral of qui-gon i think that's when uh, yeah that's when I, dooku I, kind of went off the edge right it's when after yeah. qui-gon died yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he then he had an eye on Anakin. Yeah, and then we see in this other exterior materials like the comics, he was always on the hunt. Mm-hmm. And then you know the the Corey can the the famous loophole. The inqui- what are the Inquisitors if not a big giant loophole? <laughs> well, the, you see it a lot in Rebels, and I'm very curious to if they're ever gonna like flush that out. But like. He was constantly searching for the children of the forest. There was an episode called the children of the forest. So I, I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. Well, so Corey, where do you sit? Like, could Palpatine be the guy behind the scenes here in, in the sequel trilogy? Well, to be honest, like 
simple answer for me is, you know, Palpatine was really good, but Palpatine is gone. <laughs> His contingency plan, like, granted, he was great, and, you know, the, the transferring of consciousness and stuff like that, it's possible. You know, maybe he's still out there locked in some heirloom, like a Horcrux. You know, we've seen it before in Star Wars. But... Uh, I don't think he really necessarily cracked it. Like I think his operation or his plan came to fruition in Operation Cinder. Yep. Like, well, that, that, like, that was that was yes, that was his plan. But I think being a Sith, being a selfish guy, he never wanted to enact that plan. What's well, it like? And even at that, like that plan was enacted during his after like after I'm his dead. Death. Like yeah, that's it. So like he couldn't crack that nutshell, kind of so to speak. Like he was like. You know, I can't do it. So this is my contingency plan. This Operation Cinder where, you know, you get these weird droid-like beings that kind of have my essence in a way. Well, yeah, but, it was, uh, the thing with Cinder is that, and, and this is the the danger, I think, of, of planting important stuff like that in a video game and in comic books. Because only the hardcores are going to see it. Maybe, they, maybe only us hardcores need to see that kind of thing. But Operation Cinder was Palpatine's like scorched earth plan where if I die, your last order is to destroy everything. Yeah. Incinerate everything. everything because his, his thought was if, if an empire can't protect its leader, then nothing like the empire should not be allowed to survive. So in that case, I, I the first order kind of rose despite his wishes, not, not because of them, you know, so a bunch of cowardly Imperials ran for their lives with Gallius Rax and Ray Sloan. They took off. Like if, Palpatine had his way, those people would all be dead. Right, so... Well, like, if, uh, if to entertain the question, though, if anyone could have cheated death, it would be Palpatine. Like, you know, the whole Plagueis thing, you know, he mentions it, even though I think it was a direct means to influence and manipulate Anakin, like, at least it's alluded to in that sense, but at the same time, uh, if there were any chance of Palpatine being in this sequel trilogy, like, I would have liked to liked it to have been alluded to already somehow, like you know, it was just a whisper or well, you, you something. You get a whisper. He's, he's part of uh, Ray's force back in, in TFA. That's yeah, true. but every, every <laughs> that that was a force ghost jamboree. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was that, just... was that was the kitchen sink kind of thrown at that force back for for reasons. But I, I do like where where he's going with the whole unknown regions thing. I think that's a very like that's an untapped well of potential. Oh, I, every, there's there's no doubt at this point. There's no doubt that something big is coming from the unknown regions. They, they've been alluding to it. I, I think Thrawn Alliance last year touches on it. You know, well, that's and, it. But you get the impression that it's Snoke. No, like that's what I keep thinking. How it's all going to come full circle. You know. Well, yeah, the, the, the Thrawn Vader book alliances touched on things out there, the, the Chiss ascendancy, all kind of weird stuff happening out beyond, and and Batu is sort of that frontier world that sort of sits at the edge, and so that's going to be a, a big big deal. All kinds of stuff, you know, Jakku with the observatories looking out to the unknown regions. Some, you know what's cool about that too? With that, what I heard about this, this is a fan theory I just read right before the show actually. But supposedly the Chiss, like Thrawn's people, what they call Jedi are Skywalkers. And like you see it, it's also this theory also posited that 
in Rebels, you see these ancient cave drawings of much like we have like aliens coming from the stars, these these people coming down from space, these skywalkers, you know. So they posited that basically that uh, Ray can still be a skywalker from that in that regard, you know. It's not necessarily the term that it's a family, yes, but it's also a term for a special breed of Jedi oh, or something like that. Yeah, there is a hell of a loophole for you. Possible, yeah. But you know what? I the whole you know the, I'd like to see them make good on the whole power to cheat death thing. They, I think, I think they've done that with Lord Momin from the comics, because he was a Sith Lord. And you you saw if you read the Lando miniseries, the first one, yeah, you see the helmet. That's that's they don't really allude to it in that series, but it comes back in the in Charles Soule's Vader book. And that helmet contains the essence of an old Sith Lord, uh, Lord Momin. And well, everything goes haywire in that Lando comic too, because of the helmet. True. Yeah, it it takes it possesses that that panther looking guy, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the Vader comic, and spoilers for those who haven't read it yet, um, it he, he kind of manipulates Vader into opening up, up this portal to the dark side on on Mustafar with the whole castle thing. But the moment's plan, because he's a Sith, they're they're backhanded that way. They he wanted to re- resurrect himself, which he did. He resurrected his own body, <laughs> so he is the guy. That cheated death. Like Palpatine gave Vader that helmet, knowing that Momin's essence was in there. Because to a Sith, like you, you know, the idea of, of life after death doesn't exist. But yet, here's Mom, this, this Momin guy in this helmet that I've got on my yacht. He's done it, and we're gonna figure it out. And I, he's the guy. He's got to be the guy, unless there's two who have cheated death, and we don't know. About, we don't know about the other guy. But who's this moment guy now? Like, he wasn't like Plagueis was Palpatine's master. So who's Moment? Moment is an ancient Sith Lord. He was a, he was a, an artist, an architect, a sculptor. Blah blah blah. You'll get there once you read the, the, the Vader book. It's pretty interesting, but yeah. Anyway, I, I I'll give I'll give this bonus points because. Palpatine is is such a bad guy that you know I, I think he would get off knowing that he sunk his teeth into Anakin's grandson. If if this is somehow all true, and really Palpatine is the one manipulating things behind the scenes, and he's the one that got Kylo to turn or Ben to turn, like it would make it would it would be really uh, I, don't know if it, I don't know if I would say satisfying, but it'd be very Palpatine to say, well, if I can't have you, I'll get your grandson. Like that would kill Anakin, wouldn't it? That would really, really sting. Yeah, yeah I don't probably. Know. For sure. It's just at this point, I really thought we should know more of that storyline. It can't just be popped on us like, oh, Palpatine's in the mix now. Like episode nine, that that's gonna kind of. Oh be yeah, like... yeah. I mean, I, I don't. To be clear, I don't think Palpatine's coming back. But I'm. Just, we're just playing around here. You know. Uh, I think another thing Jeff was maybe alluding to, what if, what if Kylo meant that he'd end what Vader started in that Palpatine is the true target? You know, uh, but you know, I, I think it's pretty clear that Luke 
and the Jedi are Kylo's target and Snoke's target in the sequel trilogy. You know, and, and you know, to back that up, Kylo is is clearly after the map, thinking that thinking that it will lead the First Order to to Uncle Luke, and they'd finish off the Jedi in that regard. So I. I I don't think I ask myself the same thing, man. Like, what is it that Kylo believes? Like, is it the destruction of the galaxy? But I really think, like you said, Kylo, it's the destruction of the Jedi, the ultimate destruction of the Jedi. Yeah, because Snoke doesn't shut up about it, right? Like, as long as Skywalker lives, there's the hope. Hope this, lives. Yeah, the seed of the Jedi's. So I, I think it's pretty clear that the, the Jedi is, are are still the target. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I remain open to Palpatine coming back. I just I I don't see a path for it, but I'm a moron. <laughs> <laughs> As previously previously discussed. As previously but, stated, uh, yes. we are we are morons, and I I I leave it to the pros to to come up with a story that's going to uh, entertain us and enthrall us, and I I don't see a path forward for Palpatine, but I'm by no means closed off to it if if they can do it in a convincing way that seems organic and seems like yeah I, I, okay I, we missed it. There's the, there's the seeds of Palpatine, and now it's coming to fruition. I get it, but yeah, it, it I, almost boils boils down to like a question we were asked a couple of weeks ago, like in that is Kylo evil enough or is he uh, interesting enough as a bad guy? And I think the final answer was like kind of like yes, he's a torn character, but at the same time, there still needs to be some kind of MacGuffin from a Force standpoint in the least. And I think what Jeff was saying with the unknown regions, that's a good starting point to bring this like mysterious element uh, element into the game, you know? Like, I don't know. Having, having Palpatine come back is a no-go for me, but uh, I don't know. Just the, the unknown regions thing, that that I'm game for, man. Like, they, they've, they've been building this up slowly, and mm-hmm. I like where it's kind of going. Like, there, there's something out there, and like I said, it's an untapped well of force potential. Maybe... That's where the force began. Maybe that's an ancient, ancient uh, civilization, like where the galaxy kind of began. Uh, began in a way, you know. Who knows? There, there's no doubt in my mind that that at some point, whether it's Ryan Johnson stuff or the Benioff Weiss series, somewhere along the line, we are going to have a, a saga, a trilogy, a movie. Something is going to be set there, and it's going to be big, and it's going to shift a lot of what we know about Star Wars. It's going to take place on Middle Earth. Because, I mean, think about it, right? Like, you probably want to start afresh. You want probably a, a section of galaxy that is is untouched by, by you know, G-level canon, George Lucas stuff. So yep. That, and that, over there, on the beyond that rim of the gal- of the known galaxy, is a new galaxy with that operates under different rules. You know, they could write their own laws of physics for that galaxy. You know, every every character is new. Every little bit of history and lore is is untapped, unknown. It makes sense to me that they would want to even break away physically, geographically from from Lucas stuff. Would you Would you be pissed if they rewrote the Force in the sense that yes, it was the Force these characters are using, but they call it something like the Ashla or the Bogan, something like that, you know, or like even something completely new? Would I be mad? No. No, you you just get it and roll with it. So I'm sure some people are like oh, the Force, the ruining Star Wars. Now the Force is oh god, shut up. <laughs> all right, there you go, Jeff. Uh, I think we are all kind of 
We love Palpatine, but I think we're done with him. He had his time in the limelight. He tried. It, it, he, I, I think it was we're a done with effort. him. We're done with him uh, at this point of the timeline, but uh, we can always go back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely want to see his ascension to power from a yeah, young man. Definitely. What carved him as a young man, and and got him rising through the ranks. Let's see him under under Plagueis. Let's see him take out Plagueis. You know, yeah, do his research on his stuff. I, I think there's a really interesting story to tell there. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like the Hitler of, of the galaxy far, far away in the sense that, you know, he, he believes in all this. Like, he he was a huge hoarder and collector of all this, like Kyle said, like this ancient Sith stuff. So, you know, like kind of like Raiders of the Lost Ark. and Confirmed Harrison Ford in the prequel to The Phantom. <laughs> JJ's rehired. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's going to do it for this week. Before we go further off the rails, thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Episode 164 in the books. Jeff, thank you for the great question. And if anybody else would like to send in their question, uh, you can do that by sending us an email to tumblingsaber at gmail.com, and we will work it into the show. Uh, We have another question from Jeff, the Metal Mando, lined up for a future episode. That's going to be coming soon. But don't hesitate. If you got something for us, we are more than happy to kick that around. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our good friend, Rob Wade from Emotionally 14. He endorses this podcast as part of the E14 Endorse program, which you can learn more about at Emotionally14.com. And while you're over there, be sure to check out what Rob does. A ton of stuff going on there. Prolific. And also, if you want to check it out, if you're a podcaster, aspiring or seasoned, you can pick up his book, Assorted Thoughts on Podcasting, uh, on Amazon. And, uh, you know, great, great quick read cost you nothing and you learn a whole lot so do that and also check out our friends at the star wars commonwealth podcast network head over to starwarscommonwealth.com we've got a ton of podcasts nine great shows for your listening pleasure any section of star wars is carved up and served nice up for you so go check that out starwarscommonwealth.com or on itunes as a podcast provider all right guys all that's out of the way Carlos, where do people find you on social media? You can find me uh, at uh, C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram, Carlos Candido on Facebook, and you could uh, find me at patreon.com slash Carlos Creates, where this month, I'm actually announcing it right here, uh, the track for this month is actually going to be uh, a bridge extension for the song Angels. So when I re- uh, Angels is the bumper for the show. It's the the, the song that you hear at the uh, at the end of the show. And um, when I recorded the bridge uh, for that song, or when I wrote it, uh, it was uh, to to get to the point. And uh, it's a, a rock uh, a rock song. Uh, but uh, when I play it live now as a solo uh, acoustic artist, I kind of have this extension uh, to that whole part. Uh, right before the chorus and that's actually going to be dropped as my track for this month on carlos creates uh so if you're interested in that go check it out three bucks a month gets you in and uh you get uh music and i actually released a a cover of uh waiting on the day from john mayer earlier this month uh and people seem to uh to really enjoy that as well so good things happening carlos creates on patreon beautiful Corey. Well, let me just uh, start off by saying it uh, feels good to be back in the saddle. I, uh, I missed you guys, and 
So hit, hit me up on uh, Twitter at Chop Rules with a Z. And definitely come check out our closed Facebook group, uh, group the Tumbling Saber. We got some uh, amazing guys and girls hanging out in there, and it's it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. I'll echo what Corey said. It is our, our Tumbling Saber group is gaining traction all the time. More conversations are sparking up. Come join us there. It's a closed group. You can nerd out behind the safety of our closed walls. Uh, no, you, you won't find any of the nonsense going on on Twitter. None of that in our closed Facebook group. And even Stubaka joined us there. The great mighty Stubaka is in the group now. So if he can do mm-hmm. it, so can you. Come join us in the Facebook community. We are having tons and tons of fun. And you can find us there. And also, if you want to stick around on Twitter, if you want to connect with me there, it's at Tumbling Saber. And I'm also there on Instagram at Tumbling Saber. So that's it, everybody. Episode 164 is done for. Hope you enjoyed it and share it with your friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, you got some Star Wars loving friends out there who need more Star Wars in their life. Point them our way. We'd really, really appreciate that. And we do appreciate your ears. And so thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Have a great week. Struggle for the answers. Questions frighten me. Circles getting wider. It's harder just to see.